You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. The most highly anticipated matchup of the season, some people's eyes, some people tried to say the Cowboys, you know, are still the, the big deal, but we all know that we had this game circled. I know a lot of Eagles players have this game circled, certainly the entire 49ers roster, sans Fred Warner, because he came out and said that he wished they didn't say anything, but the NFC Championship rematch is finally here. Week 13, Philadelphia Eagles versus the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy's revenge, Debo Samuel's <laughs> revenge, whatever it is you want to call it, it is here at last. We are going to dive into it amongst other news and rumors and the whole bit. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Philly Pod brought to you by thelibertyline.com. I'm your host, as always, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms over at the Philly Pod. Do the same for my faithful co-host, Stephen Conrad Jr. Be sure to follow him and deal with everything that he has to say on the internet. You amped up, Stephen? Yeah, yeah, deal with it. Whatever. But we're hitting the tailgate this weekend, the first one of the season. Looks like it's going to be a rainy one, you know, just like the last two weeks. But it'll be fun nonetheless. We're all going to be amped up to get after Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers after months and months of whining and complaining and everything else the 49ers have done, the game is here at last, and the Eagles are going to show them that last season was no fluke. They were not just lucky. And hopefully the 49ers don't attempt <laughs> to block the Sonretta with the tight end again, and we can get them at their full strength and beat them so that we don't have to hear about them any longer. What are your thoughts, man? How are you feeling this week? Well, I honestly feel like this is one of two meetings between these two teams but mm. you know we can't predict the future um i feel like all this uh whatever you want to call it this like rivalry talk or whatever is coming strictly from the 49ers i mean we absolutely destroyed it's a one-sided them. rivalry it's a one-sided rivalry yeah. to this point <laughs> and obviously we don't we haven't played them a whole lot like it it really could just be the beginning stages of it right if we obviously we have the game this sunday and then like i said if we see them in the postseason but yeah i mean we obliterated them in the nfc championship game took their quarterback out uh, not our fault. We play the game very aggressive. Welcome to the link, mm-hmm. and we will welcome you back as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a really, really, really interesting matchup, though, um, because I feel like both teams do things really well that can hurt the other team, if that makes sense. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think they match up with each other well. Uh, we'll dive into all the stats and the key matchups and stuff later on. But certainly, uh, as far as the matchups on paper, um, I think it's it's an evenly built matchup. The Eagles, as we mentioned on the last pot, underdogs. I think they're all the way down to three point underdogs now. The line is moving, so uh, maybe the weather is factoring into that. We'll we'll see. Maybe the injury report. Uh, but Lane Johnson is expected to be back. We'll talk about all that stuff uh, as we preview the matchup in just a little bit. But some a uh, couple no, uh, notes, news, rumors, things of the of that nature this week for the Philadelphia Eagles, beginning with Arizona releasing former Eagles tight end Zach Ertz. He is subject to waivers. I don't expect anybody to claim that contract. Uh, he would have about $2.5 million owed to him if somebody was to claim that contract. I don't see anybody claiming him for that much, although maybe a team would to keep him away from other contenders such as the Eagles or the Ravens. Mark Andrews just went down. Or the Jaguars expected to be in the mix with the connections to Doug Peterson as well. Uh, but Zach Ertz, um, you know, Super Bowl <laughs> Super Bowl champion, won, won the Super Bowl here, interested in signing with the contender to pursue his second ring. The Ravens have around $6.5 million in cap space right now, so they could claim him if they so choose, but I don't envision anybody taking on that contract. Uh, Dallas Goddard inching his way back. He's expected back uh, next week, if not this week. Um, and so I'm not sure how eager the Eagles are going to be to go after Zach Ertz. But Steven, do you think a reunion makes sense? Would you bring him back? Not only for sentimental value. I know for sentimental reasons, it makes a lot of sense. But for positional value, especially with the Shaq Leonard decision still looming up in the air, uh, does a reunion make sense for Philadelphia? Would you be interested in something like that? Well, for that reason, no. If it's in the way of, if it could be in the way of them signing Shaq Leonard, uh, look. I, even without that, though, like I don't know. I mean, the the one you mentioned sentimental reasons. I mean, the the one reason I would be intrigued with bringing Zach Ertz here, if we could just throw salary cap out the window, like mm-hmm. I don't know, a slot option in the middle of the field. I feel like it's still an area where the Eagles could do more damage. I get up here every single podcast and say that's something they need to do. Um, I don't know. Is it he was here before? I feel like Jalen may have some, right? A little bit of chemistry with him. It's not like it's a brand new face. Obviously, Zach Kurtz has played here in Philly before, but I just meant with your quarterback. Uh they didn't they didn't have the greatest chemistry when uh when uh when when Hertz was there. I remember because it was like when the whole Wentz thing was happening and Ertz was unhappy and and all that stuff. So Hertz and Ertz were like never on like the same page, I I think because Ertz was Is that the right kind way of, to put it. Uh, I don't think they. I don't think they had. I don't think they had like. I, I don't think they had chemistry. I think Ertz was still semi attached to Carson Wentz, and then the way that all ended, uh, uh, I think Ertz was like, "Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm out of here. I kind of want to move on." I see the way the franchise is headed. He probably thought it was headed towards turmoil. He's like, "I'm not doing this." And I think uh, there was some bad blood between he and Howie as well. The way that ended, obviously, time heals all. As WWE fans know, CM Punk time heals all. <laughs> so like bridges can be mended. They need a linebacker more, man. Um, but I think, yeah, I was I was I was saying a lot of that on Twitter. People were asking me, like, if you had to make the choice, you know, if you could only choose one, a lot of people are saying do both. Uh, but if you could only choose one, I think Shaq Leonard makes more sense from positional value, a standpoint of positional value. The linebacker is really hurting right now. Zach Cunningham didn't practice yesterday. Looks like it's going to be an uphill battle for him to play. Going to be a lot of Christian Ellis, <laughs> Nicholas Moreau. That's not a confident. That's not a confident uh, tandem over the middle of that defense, especially when you have Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey looming 
on Sunday. I think you need to get any kind of linebacker help you can in here. Tight ends, you can survive. Like I said, Goddard's nearing a return. Jack Stahl, you've gotten by with him for a couple weeks now. It's not that damaging to the offense. You can use Julio in certain situations if you want a big-bodied guy. So I think they can get by. Obviously, we all love Zach. We love what he did for the franchise. Um, and if you're going to bring him back for the vet minimum and use him as kind of a security blanket, an additional one for Zach Hurts, a chain mover, if you will, then I can I can get behind that. I just don't know what he has left. 33 years old. Uh, he does have 130 catches for 1,167 yards and eight touchdowns since leaving Philly. But a lot of injuries, you know, wasn't healthy the entire time. Um, and, you know, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't all that evasive when he was here the first time, so I don't know what he's going to be this time around. Uh, but like we said, for sentimental purposes, for for sheer memories, and you want to bring him back, and you want to get the band back together between Kelsey, Cox, Brandon Graham, Zach Ertz, and you want to win one last title, and they all ride off into the sunset together or what have you, then I can I can get behind that. Um, but far as far as a production standpoint, don't know how how serviceable Ertz would be. To this point, I would much rather prefer to go after a guy like Shaq Leonard, who isn't even the player that he used to be either. I'm not saying he's a world beater, you know, the all pro that he was in Indianapolis, but we need more help at linebacker than we do at tight end currently. Yeah, like one of them's a major hole. It feels like the Zachary significant is just a hole. premium. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. A premium, yes, a premium. Which the Eagles can afford. You know, they can afford premium. Yeah, like Dallas Goddard's coming back. He's one of the exactly. best top exactly. three. Five now, if he was out for like the remainder of the season, I'd be singing a different tune. But he makes a lot more sense for teams like the Ravens with Mark Andrews on injured reserve. You know, they they believe they can push for a Super Bowl. Um, so I think they make the most sense. Even the Jaguars, who obviously, like I said, have the Peterson connections. Uh, Evan Ingram is averaging like eight targets a game for them, so I don't know how much Zach Ertz is going to really help that offense. The Ravens uh, make the, the most sense, don't the they? Ra- exactly. Yeah, the, that's what I just said. The Ravens. Mark Andrews on yeah. IR, and uh, and uh, what are they, we talking they, about? They, can, I, they do like Isaiah Likely a lot, but um, you know Ertz, they can bring him in here and have him do some things with Lamar Jackson. So we'll see what happens when Zach Ertz. He'll probably clear waivers today. By the time y'all are listening to this, he'll probably have cleared waivers, and we'll have a better idea of where he's headed. Um, speaking of potential uh, tight end solutions for the Eagles in the meantime, they did sign wide receiver Cam Sims to the practice squad yesterday. He is 6'5". He spent five years in Washington after going undrafted uh, out of Alabama in 2018. And he did play with Jalen Hurts for two seasons at Alabama. So another Hurts connection there. Um, he's 6'5". Uh, they can maybe use him as a tight end. I don't know why the Eagles are looking into signing receivers unless like there's something going on with AJ and Devontae that we don't know about. They're both on the injury report, but they look like they're going to play. You know, there's nothing that is indicating that they're not going to play. Uh, but bringing a guy like him in here is fine. He had good hands, a couple couple flashy plays throughout his career. Not sure what they intend to do with him unless they're going to use him as like a makeshift tight end until Dallas Goddard comes back. But that's sort of what Julio is for. So I'm not I'm not sure. Maybe this is just a project thing. We'll see what he can do. Maybe he'll help us. Uh, for the playoff push, whatever, but uh, not much to write home there as far as Cam Sims is concerned. Any thoughts on him? I doubt you have any. I don't think you <laughs> No, I actually uh, didn't even know, you know, this tight end hybrid thing was the plan, <laughs> the thinking behind that. I mean, I was just, well, kinda, I'm, I didn't I'm, even I'm, know what I was I'm, thinking. I'm estimating. I don't, I don't okay. know what their plan is. I'm estimating. I think they're fine with, with Jack Stahl and trying to use Julio in certain packages. I mean, Julio played 50 snaps last week, so Speaking they're definitely... Speaking of Julio, let's just address it right oh, now. Oh, no. We addressed it last week. <laughs> I don't need anybody to tell me how the game of football works, all right? I understand bubble screens. I understand all that, but uh, what do you yeah. Mean? 
we don't need Julio Jones to be thrown a bubble screen. That's all I'm saying. Oh, because we posted the clip from the last pod, and people were telling us that uh, people were telling us that throwing the bubble screens to Julio Jones open things up later in the passing game. Let me let me let me say I'm not saying take out the bubble screen entirely. I'm saying yeah, take out say bubble that. screens to Julio Jones. <laughs> Please take those out. So I'm saying throw them to Quez if you have to. Use Britton Covey. I don't care who you use. That's, I'm sure he'll, he can get more yards than Julio Jones with no knee. With no knee tendons left, so I'd much rather see that. So that is, uh, that is fine. So yes, uh, Shaq Leonard, we mentioned him. He will make his decision this weekend. Had a visit with the Cowboys on Tuesday. Flew into Novacare the next day. Met with the Eagles. <sighs> Reportedly, there was live smiles around. Um, if I'm Shaq Leonard and you're looking at the two situations, I understand Dallas is on a little hot streak right now or what have you. They finally beat a team that was over 500 last night in Seattle. Mind you, Seattle is now 500 after mm. that loss. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> so take take that with uh, with a, with a grain of salt. Uh, but when you're looking at the Eagles and what they're doing with Jalen Hurts, and they are ten and one on top of the NFC, a chance to get a ring, I'm sure, and and a chance for playing time as well. I'm sure you there, there's a significant more chance of playing time uh, with the with the Eagles than, than Dallas. I'm not sure what the decision is. I'm not sure what he's weighing. Maybe it's a is it a location thing? Is it is it is it a family thing? Um, but if I'm Shaq Leonard, even from an unbiased standpoint, like if I'm looking at both situations, I'm pretty sure everything in Philadelphia is a little more enticing than than Dallas currently. But he'll make his decision this weekend, and I'm fully prepared to hate him if he chooses Dallas, and I'm fully prepared to embrace mm. him if he chooses. It sucks the this whole thing so. got drug out because I would have loved him for this game. Yeah, I know. I was Sunday trying to. I was trying a team to, that is going to run the football like yeah, crazy, yeah, especially yeah. given it looks like we're going to get a yet another rainy game at the link, guys. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would have like I would have liked him to sign. I tried to push this pot as long as I could so we could talk about Shaq Leonard, but it looks like he's not going to make that decision until this weekend. Even if he did sign, to your point, he wouldn't play the Sunday anyway. Probably to the practice squad. They've already signed Ben Van Sumeren to the active rosters for some linebacker depth. So we need something. <laughs> we need something. So hopefully they can get by against this 49ers team that is now eight and three, three straight wins by an average of 28 points, Stephen. They are blowing teams out and they are kicking teams' asses after those losses. Brock Purdy on a mission. Brock Purdy leads the NFL in completion percentage at 70.2, leads the NFL in passer rating at 112.3. You have Christian McCaffrey cracked out in 11 games this season, 1,328 scrimmage yards, 16 touchdowns. They are going to be on a mission. They're going to come in here eager to prove. You heard Debo Samuel. I don't regret anything I said about James Bradbury calling him trash. Bradbury is anything but trash. Yes, there's been. You want to a bit talk of... about one-sided? I don't think James Bradbury has said one he thing about care. Debo Samuel. He doesn't like, care. This is this is why I said this on Twitter the other day. Like you're going to pick on the most reserved, quiet, like stand-up guy in the whole locker room. Like if you're going to pick, like pick on somebody like Slay, who's at least like who's at least like you know outgoing. And and is, and is at least talking like if you're gonna pick on somebody, pick somebody that's gonna fight back. Like Bradbury don't care enough to bother with anybody. You, I, I before that clip, I didn't even know what Bradbury sounded like because we never hear him talk. So, <laughs> so to pick on this guy of all, I don't want to say pick on because it's not like they're not bullying each other, but like to 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 if you're gonna come out and, and talk about somebody, talk about somebody that's at least gonna give you some. Talk about BG, talk about Fletch, talk about Slay, talk about somebody that is at least gonna give you something back. But that's just that's soft stuff. There from uh from Debo Samuel and Debo talks like he's a top is he even a top fifteen receiver today in today's in today's NFL like he's a great hybrid like weapon but he has thirty four catches four hundred seventy four yards and a touchdown this year mm. through the air anyway so yeah, Debo I mean, talks a lot I Debo saw talks somebody a lot 
tweeted out he would be a wide receiver two on like 15 teams in the NFL. He'd be a wide receiver three here if he came here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, huh. so, so uh, Debo talk, talks a lot for somebody who was like the third option in his own offense, fourth, probably after Brandon Ayuk at this point. Yeah, like it's, even it's James McCaffrey, Bradbury, Kittle. who's older, has been an all pro. He's made all these Pro Bowls. Like, what are we talking about? He was second even team all pro age. just last season. James Bradbury, and he's coming off the best game of the season, five pass breakups in his last game. Um, so Bradbury did say, he was like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I don't like the word he used. I wish he would use a different word <laughs> to describe my play. Uh, but if that's how he feels, that's how he feels, you know, whatever. And that just shows you the kind of guy that Bradbury is. And Bradbury didn't even say anything. Like, after the Super Bowl, he didn't make excuses. He said, yeah, it was a hold. I mean, sometimes they call it, sometimes they don't. It is what it is. So incredibly weak stuff from Debo to be talking about. Uh, James Bradbury. Uh, but just offensively for the 49ers, what scares you the most, Stephen, when you think about the 49ers? My, uh, obviously, Shanahan, his creative mind on offense, the way they use McCaffrey, they have Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, the aforementioned Debo Samuel at their disposal. Juwan Jennings is also there, pretty good pretty good receiver in his own right. Uh, what are you most concerned about from the uh, 49ers offensively matching up against Sean Desai's defense on Sunday? Yeah, obviously... Uh... You know, brand new defensive coordinator here, Sean Desai. Um, but unfortunately, I have to bring something up, guys. Uh, something that killed this Philadelphia Eagles defense a lot last year, and that was motion. Nobody in the NFL runs more motion than the Niners. Nobody runs more motion in the NFL than the Dolphins. But on the bright side, so far with Sean Desai, the one matchup this year, with if we want to call it what, the Shanahan coaching tree, who is it? There's somebody even before him. It's the Shanahan coaching tree, right? Sean McVay, uh, you know, the last time the Eagles, this Eagles defense matched up against it, they absolutely shut down the Miami Dolphins at home. So that is playing in, you know, to their favor. But the thing is, uh, the Niners are a little bit different in the fact that they run the ball so, so effective. Uh, you know, the, the Bills, that one drive against us last game really ran the ball down our throats. Now, I think that's more of a product of them being the defense being back and just terrified of what Josh Allen can do with his arm. It's a little bit different with Brock Purdy. Uh, but it does scare me a little bit in that the Niners, if the Eagles aren't care- careful, if they don't come into this game ready, they could get fooled early by all this motion and everything in the run game, in the pass game, and fall behind. And that's when the Niners are the scariest team in the NFL, honestly, when they're ahead. Because mm-hmm. nobody knows how to keep a lead more than them. So the key here, and this is the one thing that really actually has me nervous for this game, because the Eagles have been falling behind early and coming out really slow, which is why I said when we started this podcast, both teams do things that can really hurt the other team. So, you know, it could get ugly quick, but maybe just maybe the Eagles will have the right game plan to attack the defense and, and come out ready to go for this one where they can build a lead. Because that's the thing. We don't know what this Niners team looks like uh, when they're not, you know, leading in games. I mean, we saw what happened. The NFC Championship is probably a poor uh, example, but if you make Brock Purdy have to play, I don't, I'm not going to say quarterback. I, I'm not going to get clipped for saying it, but if you make him play from behind where the coaching staff isn't in complete control. They're not scripting everything, setting everything up, because that's how they coach. That team, they just script everything. I mean, that's that's why you get the product that you get from that team. But uh, if yeah, you can saw, make it, you saw what Purdy looked like without Christian McCaffrey those couple games. He didn't know what to yeah. do. So, yeah. so he's definitely uh, a product of the system. Was a little harsh because Purdy is playing good football this year, um, but he's certainly, um, you know, being uh, being. Uh, 
Um, he's he's in a system that benefits him. You know, he doesn't have to do a whole lot to be successful in that in that offense. Uh, I did want to. You're right though. Uh, they do know how to. Uh, they know how to hold a lead. I want to uh, correct myself. I said they they've won by an average of 28 points. That's that's not accurate. I don't know where I got that number from. Uh, the 49ers have won the last three games by an average of 19.3 points. Um, so I don't I don't know where I pulled 28 from, but uh, they've been winning by an average of 19 points per game. Still uh, in firm command over some of these uh, opponents. Uh, but there is something that is going good for the Eagles, Stephen, and it is that Sean Desai was a part of that Seattle coaching staff last season, mm. and Seattle did face the 49ers twice last season, obviously, yeah, in that familiar. division. So he's familiar. He's familiar. He should have That's why we shut down the Dolphins. He should have some ideas on why the Dolphins. The Dolphins are— Because it's uh, the same coaching tree. Like, they oh, run the, the tree. Same, I mentioned I, I, I guess saying, it's— I, I was saying Sean Desai, the Seahawks are in the, are in the same division oh, as the I just Niners. meant the, like, McVay, so. McDaniels, whatever, Sh- sorry, oh, yeah, Shanahan yeah, yeah. coaching tree. Yeah. Like yeah. Sean Desai whole... faced the 49ers twice based on being in the NFC West alone. <laughs> yeah, so he's familiar so, with that scheme. So he'll be familiar. Hopefully he has some, has some, has some tips uh, on, on how, to, how to get after this, uh, this uh, 49ers team. Uh, Brandon Ayuk this season, 45 catches for 881 yards and five touchdowns. He's having a very good year. George Kittle. This might where you bear where the damage is going to come from. Forty-six catches, six hundred sixty-seven yeah. yards, five touchdowns this season. What are we going to do about George Kittle and even Debo across the middle? Because they use him a lot in, in crossing routes and they get him out on jet sweeps and stuff like that. They're going to have to figure out how they're going to mitigate because you can try and focus on one guy. Okay, we're going to lock down McCaffrey. They still got other weapons. The Eagles are going to have to be adamant. Maybe it's the pass rush. Do they just get after the pass rush? It's going to be Hassan Reddick um, versus. Hopefully, I mean, the 49ers shouldn't be, um, you know, using tight ends. It's probably PTSD after what happened last year. But Hassan Reddick versus Colton McKivitz on the 49ers offensive line. McKivitz has given up a team-high five sacks, three QB hits, and 27 total pressures this year. So Hassan Reddick is going to be salivating, getting after him. And I would assume that the pass rush is going to be the key to uh, getting after the 49ers offense, make Purdy uncomfortable, force him into uncomfortable situations, and eventually it'll pay off for the Eagles defense, I'm hoping. (laughs) Yeah, once again, what both teams can do to hurt each other, the Eagles arguably the strongest unit on the team, maybe if not the second strongest unit on the team is their defensive line, and the Niners' offensive line is, uh, do we want to be honest, like they're average at best, right? Very average? Yeah, yeah, they still got uh, Trent Williams, Hope, um, because well, hopefully, uh, that's his name, right? Trent Williams, the guy who like body slammed Kayvon Wallace to the ground last last year in the in the game. So Kayvon Wallace is not on the roster this season. So hopefully, Trent Williams isn't looking to fight anybody. Uh, but he's thirty five. He's still playing very good football. Other than him, though, yes, mediocre. Well, the, and here's the thing, though, where they make up for that though is the fullback and the tight end George Kittle, like being mm-hmm. able to use those guys in the block and blocking and use game. Check. That's to, a good point. Use check. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes them so so dangerous, and then you factor in all the motion. Both guys. I mean, how do you say it? Kyle Yuschek. He doesn't Yuschek, catch yeah. it a whole lot, but he is a he's a fullback man. We don't see him and when he does. It's twenty yard gains. It's twenty yard gains in the rare occasions he touches the ball. So. Yeah. So you, it's the fact that that's always there is terrifying. And then George Kittle can hold up just a little bit too in pass protection or the running game too, depending how do you you know however they use them. That's the scary part, but the Eagles' defensive line needs to have the game of the season. They need to outperform the unit that they are significantly better than, because that's the truth. They are. They are better. They have to win it. You know, I, I get. You know, we're we're injured at linebacker. Uh, we, you know, 
Our corners are giving up a lot of yardage, unfortunately. We're more, uh, we're more than injured at linebacker. We are we are hanging on by by by, by masking tape at this point yeah. with the linebackers. It is, so, it is it is bad. And yeah, the corners are giving up a lot of yards. The passing defense has not been great to this point. And Purdy is going to be looking to take advantage of that. So hopefully, like you said. And this is that. where like this is where I hit a wall. Obviously, like, you know, we're we're fucking Eagles podcast. We're supposed to know these things, but this is where I hit a wall mentally because it seems like Desai has these corners playing a lot of like very basic like zone defense, right? You don't really see much man defense and, you know, Philly fans are always screaming for it. But like I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, I don't know what scheme would favor best against this Niners offense. You know what I mean? Like I'm not sure they, they, they like they spread you out. They got all this motion. So I don't know. Like I'm not sure which which defense would work better, you know, like. And we all watched the Eagles get killed by motion, especially in the Super Bowl last season. So we're, we're going to need that to be rectified. The Eagles are ranked 29th in the NFL in passing defense, allowing 255 yards through the air. So let's try and not let that happen this Sunday against the 49ers. Yeah, it would offense. not be great if Brock Purdy just throws all over us. Yeah, I, I, I It's a lot of play can... action, a lot of boots, like... I don't, know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to withstand that. It's going to have to Christian McCaffrey start with him and, and work your way around. Hopefully, you can you can neutralize everybody else if you can keep if you can keep McCaffrey uh, at bay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Offensively for Philadelphia, 49ers have the number two run defense in the NFL, giving up 82 yards per game. The 49ers are tied for second in the NFL in total takeaways with 21, and they're first in the NFL with 15 interceptions. Fred Warner leads the team with three. At the rate that Jalen Hurts is throwing interceptions, whether it's his fault or not, tip balls, what have you, uh, the 49ers are going to be looking to create turnovers, and Jalen Hurts has been prone to them this season like i said not his fault for some of them but hey 10 interceptions six fumbles lost it's 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 the 49ers are going to be looking to create some opportunities for their offense by getting after jalen hurts and forcing him into a turnover himself uh how do the eagles (laughs) take advantage of the 49ers defense they got chase young over there nick bosa who have combined for nine and a half sacks and 10 tackles for loss as teammates this season after that trade after the trade deadline lane johnson will be back to help keep uh, Nick Bosa at bay, but they got some uh, they got some pass rushers, <laughs> some very good ones coming after Jalen Hurts, and they got some decent corners. They got Diamondur Lenore, and they have Traverius Ward, who held D- DK Metcalf to just 32 yards last week, and we saw what DK did last night with those three touchdowns. So that is no easy task. But uh, Traverius Ward played a solid game versus Metcalf, and I'm sure he's going to be looking to do the same 
against A.J. Brown this week. What are you looking for the Eagles offensively from Nick Sirianni, Brian Johnson more specifically, and Jalen Hurts? Well, first Brian of Johnson, all, please think- God, let's not do <sighs> these uh, – <laughs> I'm not getting it. <laughs> Having Dallas Goddard back would, would be huge, but yeah, uh, I'm be. just going to throw that out the window right now. I think the key here is getting back to the basics, and I think it's the quick, simple RPO game, just efficient, quick, slow down that pass rush. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, No need for Jalen to drop back and sit back there too long. Establish you know rhythm early on, especially in the run game. I think... Like this Niners defense is loaded, but I think if the Eagles play their brand of football, they can beat them. They can, they can, they can make up for you know that talent and everything because they are loaded. My God, that defense is loaded. You know, uh, gotta Warner, get swift man. the damn ball. Fred gotta Warner get over the, the middle is, is is disgusting, man. Fred Warner. You gotta feed Swift early and often, uh, and like I said, establish rhythm in the pass game, quick RPO stuff. Like like you saw in the second half against the Bills, you know. Um, We've gotten away. The simple, Eagles have but... have gotten away from AJ slants in recent weeks. I yeah, that's feel what like. I'm saying. Like, just like quick, simple, simple stuff. You know, make it easy on Jalen. Let him let him establish rhythm. Uh, I mean, that's what we did last year. If you watch the games last year, and we built up big leads, it was just quick. You know, hit him, hit him quick. Come at him. Mm-hmm. Get the ball out. Run. Jalen, run. Quick, simple reads. Nothing too complicated. No need to drop back and send guys deep. Like. I think I think what Brian Johnson is going to have to do in this game is I, I think you really have to. Uh, it's going to rain again, and it sounds it sounds it sounds textbook because it's obvious to all of us, and it should be obvious to Brian Johnson is get DeAndre Swift involved early, whether it's through the air or by rushing the ball. We don't want to wait until we don't want to wait until the uh, the third quarter for DeAndre Swift to rip off a thirty yard run when we're down by ten, which has happened in back to back weeks. You don't want to wait for that to happen. I think this is the game you really feed De- DeAndre Swift because that defense is going, like I said, going to be eager. Javon Hargrave in the middle now, a little, little revenge. I don't know how he feels about the whole entire thing, um, about leaving Philadelphia, going to the 49ers, whatever. Uh, but Javon Hargrave now is in the middle of that, and we know how good he is. So they're, they're definitely going to be looking to do that with Chase Young and Nick Bosa coming off the edge. Fred Warner, like I said, in the middle of that defense, he's a playmaker. And you have a, a secondary that has played above expectations. I think that Jalen Hurts is going to have to rely uh, a little bit on the run game as well. The knee looks like it's holding up well. He ran the most since that injury, you know, last week. Yeah, I should have uh, clarified. He, I meant Jalen running too, by the way. <laughs> I, I understood. I understood. I understood. I think he's going to have to lean on that a little bit. Like last week, he rushed more than he did all seasons following the injury. So I think his knee is feeling just fine. I think they're going to have to make the defense pay with his athleticism in addition to DeAndre Swift. I feel like both big games from them and they get A.J. Brown involved on the quick passing game, the slants, let him get his yards after catch because he's so, so good with the ball in his hands once he catches the ball. And I feel like they take a lot of deep shots to A.J. They try to get him the ball 30 yards downfield. Let him get the ball five yards and create 25 yards after yeah, the like catch because he's able to do that. Yeah, go ahead. If you go back and watch, even this season they did it That's at, at times. If you go back and watch film last year, everybody remembers the big, the deep balls, the big plays. If you look up Eagles highlights, that's what they show. You know what I mean? But if you watch film, the actual film, game replays, <laughs> you, film, you see early and on, it's quick hitters to these guys, you know, and that's the thing. Like, we, we, I feel like we've gotten away from it, you know, so. The Eagles, the and, Eagles. and you know what? To be fair, we've been hard on Brian Johnson. I did listen and watch his press conference. I think it was his first one after the game, and he kind of, like, 
made that a point. He didn't, he didn't get too specific with it, but he just said like, you know, we got to start like, you know, establishing rhythm early on and, and picking up first downs, which that's interesting to me because everybody's talking about how some of his first half play calling, well, his first half play calling sets up the second half stuff. Yeah, you can do that. But um, he had mentioned how we should focus on just picking up one first down at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly like, that's an interesting, like you would think that's the mindset, right? But unfortunately football is not that simple. You know, there's, so much game planning that goes into it but if they do that that'll like the problem here is the their issues at starting games like coming out really both halves the last few games it seems they come out three and out they come out really flat uh they really only have one successful we'll call it one successful drive in the first half of any mm-hmm. of all these previous two to three games it seems like mm-hmm. uh so i think this is the game i think this is the game this is like the salt away game like i think you do everything you can to keep the 49ers offense on the sidelines. I think you go on long drives, keep the ball for six, seven minutes at a time. Do make Brock Purdy sit there and think about everything that's going on. And I think that, that that'll bode well for this game. I think this is the game you churn away clock and you tire out that 49ers defense and, and try to keep the 49ers playmakers on the uh, sidelines. And the Eagles should have extra motivation in this game because they are the only team in week 13 that can clinch a playoff spot. <laughs> the f- mm. for the, we have our first playoff clinching scenarios in week 13. The Eagles can clinch a playoff berth if they beat the 49ers on Sunday and the Rams lose to the Browns. The Rams are three and a half point favorites in that game. They play at 425 on Sunday. So if the uh, so if the Eagles win and the Rams lose, they get in the playoffs. Also, Philadelphia can get in with a win over the 49ers, a Lions loss and a Green Bay loss. So those are two scenarios to keep an eye on for the Eagles. But of course, they have to win. They have to take advantage, control their own destiny, take care of business. And it is what it is from that point. The Eagles just went live to uh, uh, on Twitter with Deshaun Jackson, who's officially announcing his retirement from the NFL. We do want to give our quick condolences to Deshaun Jackson, who is many of our favorite players growing up, especially your Steven, that, that was your era. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, obviously, we all remember Miracle at the Meadowlands and uh, all the plays against Dallas and everything that he has done throughout his Philadelphia career and how much he used to burn us on other teams, Tampa Bay, Washington. He used to cook us every chance he'd get because he was so hurt by the way it ended with Chip Kelly. And the more I, I try not to think about it because it hurts so much, but there's no way that a team with Michael Vick, Jeremy Macklin, Sean McCoy, and Deshaun Jackson do not win a ring and Chip dismantled all of that stuff because he was power-hungry and wanted to do things his way. But uh, congrats to Deshaun Jackson. Amazing, amazing career. Most 60-plus yard touchdowns in NFL history. Second most 50-plus yard touchdowns in history, only behind Jerry Rice. Phenomenal, phenomenal player. The greatest deep threat in history. It'll be a long, long time before anybody ever comes close to any of those records. But, man, my, my such an exciting player to watch, and I'm glad he gets to retire an Eagle. And he'll be there on Sunday, honorary captain, as he should. One of the one of the most electric Eagles you'll you'll ever watch. So congrats to uh Deshaun. Steven, I'll let you uh say your piece because I know he meant a lot to you growing up as well. Yeah, definitely I don't know where I put him all time, but definitely like oof, just he really made me fall in love with I don't know if I want to say the game, but it was like I don't know how to explain it because I was too young to really understand or even appreciate TO. So he was like the first Eagles receiver that I was like, this guy is so cool. Like, I love mm-hmm. this guy, you know, mm-hmm. defend him with everything I got. But uh, yeah, man, just uh, 
personally one of my favorites all time easily. I don't know where I put him top five, I guess. I'd have to think about it, but it's fitting. It's fitting. His last uh, touchdown was a deep ball from Jalen Hurts. Think of all the Eagles quarterbacks this guy's caught in touchdown passes from. His last, his last Eagles touchdown. It was one from Jalen Hurts, mind you. Yeah, Not that's what I meant. Sorry, but sorry. Yeah. <laughs> his last one think, in the Eagle like, uniform, yes. So I guess you go back, you got McNabb, you got Michael Vick. I'm sure he called a touchdown pass from Kevin Cobb, mm-hmm. Nick Foles. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Just think about that. He was here, like, like obviously, you know, everybody loves, and I'm not here to compare at all, but everybody loves Brandon Graham and all these guys, but Deshaun fits in that group. Like, he was obviously here at several different several different stops. His mm-hmm. rookie year, we went all the way all the way to the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. He caught that deep ball. Oh, that one hurts to this day. That one Cardinals, hurts to this yeah. day. Yeah. Would have faced the Steelers. That's, that was still that was a PI on Kevin Curtis at the end of that game. By the way, I'll never get over it. That was 100 percent a PI that they didn't call on Kevin Curtis. Oh right, end, yeah, end, yeah, that fourth that down, game. yeah. But Larry Ugh. Fitz, Larry Fitz was just on demon time, man. There was nothing you you couldn't you couldn't stop him that year. He was just he was just on on. That on, era on had level. such good wide receivers, didn't it? Yeah, it was it was it was amazing. What a time that was for football. But congrats to Deshaun Jackson. Congrats on an amazing, amazing career, especially with the Eagles. I'm glad you get to retire an Eagle. He said Eagles will always be home. He called Andy Reid a father figure and uh, very happy for him to see him go out on his own terms. Um, final predictions for this Eagles and 49ers game this Sunday coming up. I'll let you go first and then I'll, uh, I'll uh, say my piece. <laughs> oh, you asshole. You're setting me out here first. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta predict. We can't get out of here without predictions. Fine. Mm-hmm. Think about. Uh, it. give me one second. I just oh, want to make man. sure I am. Gotta confirm some, some information. You gotta confirm yeah, some stuff over here. I'll let you. I'll, oh, okay, I'll say good, mine good, while good. you're doing. Oh, you got it. All right, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So. This man turning red. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. This man's on the spot. You sweating over there, Dan? Yeah, I am sweating. I think the Philadelphia Eagles. If you say lose, just don't, don't, just get off the show. There's been a lot of talk. I actually saw a rant Colin Cowherd went on about how teams like the Super Bowl winners are actually teams that tend to flex. It's called flex and and, and beat teams by multiple scores. The Eagles haven't done that a lot lately. It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. They've they've been in the quote-unquote gauntlet of their schedule, and they're still in it. I'm probably the hardest part of the schedule, if we're being honest. We're not putting the Seahawks in that gauntlet, right? After, after I mean, I they played know, a good dude. game yesterday. No, nah, they played a hell of a game. Dude, Geno looked legit. All right, I'm stalling. I'm stalling. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles 27, 49ers 17, 10 point. Oh, 10 point, 10 point win, 10 point double digits. Oh, as an underdog, I'm hammering the money line, by the way. We said last week, put your put your rent on that shit. Yeah, put next month's rent on it, too. I have the Eagles winning, not by 10. I have them winning this game, 30 to 24. I have them winning this game by two See, field people goals. think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring, huh? Sometimes this is what happens. I do, I do. That is a good point, though. Weather, defenses, but I think I think thirty to twenty four. I think Jake hits a couple kicks, um, and I think yeah, but I think they, uh, we thought I, the weather would be a major factor in the Bills game. Yeah, that was a shootout. And the Eagles and the Eagles are way too used to the rain. This is a third week in a row about to play in some rain, so I think they 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 made their necessary adjustments, and I think uh, we get some good games. And I will call we get a Devontae Smith trademark moment like we do all the time. Lat had that catch slash drop, whatever you want to call it last year against the 49ers, but Devontae Smith is going to show up for this one. He's been he's been on fire these last few games. Um, so I think Smitty is going to be good for a trademark catch in this one. We'll see what we got. I got the Eagles by six in this one. Steven has the Eagles by 10. We'll see 
All that matters is that they win. They win and move to 11-1 because the Cowboys is much Yeah, I wanted to be it. accurate with my score, but I'm, like, so confident for some reason in a 10-point win. I don't yeah, know Yeah, they why. win by 10, man. I, it, it, you, you, victory, victory lap for you, but the Cowboys are now, what are they? What are they? 9-3, uh, uh, and 9-3, and, right? and, and the Eagles are 10-1. and one. Eagles lose this game. That next mm. game, that next week game against the Cowboys, ah, ah, that might be. Ah, it gets a little interesting at that point, and they yeah, everybody in, keeps saying Dallas house, fighting for the one seed and this and that. A lot now, you know their home field. I've when it first really, opened, it seemed like they lost all the time there, but now it's a legit home field advantage. I would very much like the Eagles them. to win this game so that uh, that game next week is not gut wrenching and heart wrenching in Jerry World when they're fighting for the top of the NFC East. So how about we don't do that? Eagles come out yeah. with a win, beat the 49ers, and then we roll into Jerry World the next week. Appreciate you guys for listening to this episode of the Philly Pod, brought to you by thelibertyline.com. The Liberty Line.com. Niners are coming off of a mini bye week, technically. By yeah, the way, I know. Too. We should have highlighted that. What the hell is this? I know we got. So got, maybe that's why they're the betting favorites. Speaking Speaking of, speaking of that, Eagles get the first ever Monday night flex. I feel bad. Yeah. Bad for the people that plan for those that are flying in and have hotels only till Sunday, yeah, Monday hell? morning. And Roger, like, what's Roger going to do? Goodell, like, oh, well, I, I mean, that's on, that's on, that's on y'all. Not, and the thing was, I've, it was I've a heard Chiefs of, I've heard of switching times. Flexed, right? Yeah, well, Patriots is the reason why they took them off. <laughs> yeah, but still, <laughs> but, um, it's Pat Mahomes. Rip Pat Mahomes off Monday night football. Speaking but of, how you, refreshing was it to see a good freaking primetime game last yeah, night? Yeah, Jesus Christ, thank God. I know, I've seen a lot of gambling tickets that hit on big money. Last night was the game to hammer on, and that's 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 the way it goes. But I, I've seen games get flexed at different times, but to move it like on a completely different day, I don't know how the people traveling are going to are going to deal with that, so I feel I feel for them. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Be sure to rate five stars, leave those reviews. They all do help with the show. Let's get an Eagles win on Sunday. Come back here on Monday for another Victory Monday pod and talk about the 11-1 Eagles. Until then, y'all, we'll catch you on the next one. Go Birds. Peace out from the Philly Pod. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.